You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to get the front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, this is Getting Bullied. I'm your host, Mark Giannone. Follow the show at underscore Getting Bullied on Twitter. Follow me at MarkFlagman2Ns. Get this episode and every episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network, anywhere you get your podcast. Just type in Getting Bullied or the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're there. And go to tpublic.com slash Bullied for... Some uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good T-shirt designs. If I do say so myself. Well, the Flyers came back from their COVID hiatus and have completely shat the bed. They are now 0-2 since coming back from their layoff, their little respite there, and it hasn't been all that great. And last night in the outdoor game, Lake Tahoe against the Bruins was about as bad as it gets. If you go back to Thursday when they played the Rangers, they came out, and again, they're missing. Five forwards, six players overall, five forwards, and that's almost half of their forwards that are out with the, you know, that are on the COVID list. Whether they have it or not, they're out. They can't play. Last night against the Bruins, they played two defensemen at forward. I don't care what they're trying to do with Sam Moran. I don't care how they're trying to, you know, make him relevant in this, in the organization, keep him around because really to this point, he's been a failed first round pick. He's not a forward. He is a defenseman. And then they had Mark Friedman line up on the same line as him last night on the other wing. And and that's another defenseman that they had to shift around because guys are not stepping up. And you saw that on Thursday as well. This team, they play the first 10 minutes. I tweeted it out on Thursday. The first 10 minutes to get the against the Rangers were very good. They scored a goal. They were up one, nothing. They were firing on all cylinders against what should be a lesser Rangers team, but I guess with all of the lineup changes, I don't know if you could really call it that. And then last night, they go, you know, they Boston has had their number all year. And before the season, I was very much looking forward to the Flyers, Bruins, you know, playing each other eight times a year, eight times this season. I thought it was going to reignite a rivalry. I guess in some ways it is, but maybe not because... In rivalries, you need give and take. You need teams You need teams on both sides to win. And right now, this season, it's been all Bruins. The Flyers haven't beat the Bruins one friggin' time all year. The Bruins are the best team in the division. This was the division that the Flyers coming into the season, a lot of people had winning, me included, Dan Silver included, who will be back on Thursday on the podcast. Get ready for that. And the Flyers have not played up to the level that we as fans and probably them too, and a lot of people in the league have expected them to play like. 
So last night, they get out of the first period tied 2-2 against the best team in the division with a depleted lineup. And then they absolutely shit the bed in the second. Four goals by the Bruins in the second, and it was a flurry, an absolute flurry of goals late in the second period that sprung the Bruins to a 6-2 lead. They had four goals in the second period. Think about that. Carter Hart has not been good all season. He has not been what we know he can be, what we've seen him be. He is still very young in his career, but this season he just hasn't been cutting it. Not at all. And if I'm Elaine Vigneault, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Brian Elliott the next two games. Minimum. I'm letting Carter Hart take a step back. He did it already this year. Do it again. Let him take a step back. You have some, You have a couple days off here. Monday and Tuesday, they're off. They're going to go Wednesday uh, against the Rangers back at home. Another two days off before back-to-backs against Buffalo. I would go this game against New York on Wednesday, and I would go the Saturday game against Buffalo with Brian Elliott. I think he's played better than Carter Hart all year. I don't think that's very disputable, to be honest with you. He has just been as solid as you could want out of a backup, and right now they need him to step up and kind of carry the load a little bit. They need to give him more starts. It needs to be a 55, you know, 60-40 split, whatever, because Brian Elliott right now is the better goaltender. He's playing better. His head is screwed on a little bit better than Carter Hart. Carter Hart, his positioning has been off. You see goals that he's just getting a piece of that are beating him. There's just something not right about him. He's still young. I don't. I still believe in him. I saw tweets last night after the game. People are in full panic mode. This is Philadelphia. We go into full panic mode when our guys aren't playing up to the level that we expect. I saw somebody tweet out. It was the incorrect Flyers Twitter saying that it's officially time to worry about Carter Hart. No, it's not. I don't know who runs that account what that person's name is, and maybe they were just speaking in anger, and maybe it was taken out of context, but it's not time to worry about Carter Hart. You know, this is this is the problem. And I, I think it's idiotic that sometimes people in the national media say that Philadelphia fans run players out of town. That's just absurd. We do not run players out of town. Players just, you know, fall out of favor for one reason or another, but I don't think these organizations hold that much credence in what the fans are saying and running them out of town. We're not, it's not, you know, they're not Frankenstein. We're not coming at them with pitchforks and torches and, and chasing them out of town. So just we're very, Philly fans are very fickle. Everyone knows that. It's very obvious. You see it all the time. But it's not time to worry about Carter Hart. The kid's still a stud. He's still one day going to be one of the best goalies in the league. You know, in his prime, he's going to be a top three, top five goalie in the league. He just has all the makings of doing so. He's just not been sharp all year. He's not going to do it year in. He's not going to play Hall of Fame, all-star, Vezina Trophy level every, you know, all year, every year. He's going to go through valleys and peaks and everything like that, just like every other goaltender. We have been so scorned by the goaltender position that even Car- even Carter Hart at his worst right now is still better than 90% of the goalies that have paraded through here since, like, 1995. The kid needs to figure it out. He knows that. He was... Oh, 
They took a week off. They, what's he, 21, 22 years old? He, they took a week off this team because of COVID. And when asked what he did during that time, he said he perfected his four-ball juggling. I mean, the kid's 21, 22 years old at the peak of, you know, just he is one of the most famous people in the city. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody loves him. The kid could go anywhere, do anything, and just have the city by the balls. And he doesn't because he's very focused. He's worried about his game, excuse me, and himself. And that's all you can ask for. It's not time to worry about Carter Hart. It is time to worry about Nolan Patrick because last night, and it's been all year, and I feel like for one reason or another, and I finally started to see people bring it up last night and talk about it, but I feel like Nolan Patrick's lack of good play has been has flown so far under the radar this season that it's sickening. It's absolutely disgusting how nobody seems to mention that this kid, a second overall pick, has been absolutely terrible. He is playing timid out there. He's not going to the high traffic areas that he needs because it's not like he it's not like he's the best offensive player in the world as far as scoring goals and and creating chances and things like that. He doesn't, you know, he's not going to beat you with his shot from, you know, from the circle or anything like that. His game is working in the down low areas, in those, you know, in those tough areas, the high traffic areas, getting deflections, getting rebounds. That's where he's going to score his goals, and he's not going there. And I don't know if it's the, the head injuries, the concussions, whatever, but for one reason or another, he is not playing his game, and it's hurting the Flyers right now. In a, in a time right now where they have, again, five forwards out, he, above uh, probably above all, Needed to be the one to step up because you knew what you were getting. You know, you know what you're getting out of guys like JVR, Couturier, Farabee. You saw that last night. Those were your goal scorers. Farabee has been on all season. He has been one of the most impressive flyers all season. There has been a lot of talk in recent years about guys like Morgan Frost, guys like obviously Nolan Patrick because of where he was drafted. And Joel Farabee got high praise when he was drafted, but right now he is the only one that has been delivering on the hype because the kid is legit. He knows exactly where to be, when to be there. He knows what to do with the puck at all times, and he's just a playmaker, and he's scoring goals. He's picking up the slack for the guys that aren't in the lineup right now. And there needs to be more of that happening. And a lot of the pressure, and it, fair or unfair, I don't really give a shit, but fair or unfair, a lot of the pressure needs to be on Nolan Patrick. And people need to talk about it. People need to turn up the heat on this guy because it's ridiculous how little he's giving you. It just it blows my mind. I, he had 14 minutes of ice time last night. Andy Andreoff had 14-13, Nolan Patrick 14-08. And that tells you all you need to know right there. Nolan Patrick should be getting more ice time than Andre Andy Andreoff. And, and honestly, it shouldn't even be close. Michael Roffel had more, more than on the, at 16 minutes, 16 plus. Couture, obviously, he's getting what he deserves. He had 16 minutes as well. But Nolan Patrick's just not doing enough. Not doing enough by any stretch of the imagination. One shot last night. Not enough. Again, Gatore one shot, but he had a goal. 
He's getting it done. JVR, let's talk about JVR. The resurgence of JVR last year. The shit. And I was with it. I was talking the shit too last year when he was, you know, he came in $7 million a year. And we're all saying, was he worth it? Well, this year, hell yeah, he's worth it. He's the best player on your team right now. Him and Joel Farabee. Two best players on your team. Most productive players. Game in and game out, getting it done, getting points, getting goals, getting assists, making shit happen. Doing all they can to make this team be what they are. Because we all thought, we all thought they were Stanley Cup contenders. Not one person, not one person listening to this, watching these games, can say that they still believe that this Flyers team, the way that we've seen them play all year, the up and down, and largely mediocre way that they've played all year. We, I don't think there's one person that can honestly say they still believe in their heart of hearts that this team can win a Stanley Cup the way they're currently playing. If they pick it up and go back to last year, hell yeah. But what have we seen to suggest that? Your goalie's playing down. You're not getting enough from the young guys that you need. Half of your team is out right now. So what really would make me... There's not much to really give me the confidence still to say that this Flyers team could win a Stanley Cup this year. I just don't think they're good enough. Unless they drastically improve over these over the rest of the season, which is entirely possible. But unless they drastically improve, then this is, you know, they'll probably still make the playoffs. But, you know, again, this could be another second round exit. That's a lateral move. That's not what we're trying to do here, obviously. I'm not, you know, I'm not breaking news here. We're not making lateral moves, obviously. But let's, you know, let's turn up the heat. I I feel for whatever reason, the Flyers, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like for whatever reason, the Flyers are the one team in this, in the city that doesn't get as much criticism as I feel they deserve at times. I feel they are very coddled in this city. The fans love to just, you know, kind of baby the Flyers for one reason or another. The Eagles get all the shit. The Phillies get all the shit. The Sixers get all the shit. If Ben Simmons takes a breath the wrong way, fans are on him. This guy was a number one overall pick, and he is, you know, I, I it doesn't matter. This isn't a basketball podcast. The point, the point that I'm trying to make is there are players on this Flyers team, fan favorites on this Flyers team, that are getting away with dreadful hockey right now. And there's not a person alive talking about it. There are, I, I'm, I, you know, I take that back because there are people that are turning up the heat, but just not enough. We have to, we have to just open our eyes and just kind of be honest with ourselves about this team. They're a good team. They're in the upper half, upper third of the league without a doubt. But to say right now that they could go in and win a seven game series in an Eastern conference final against a team like Tampa is just probably not, you know, it's, it's not realistic. They're not getting enough from guy from anybody. And even before, you know, TK's been out on the lineup, even before he was out, what has he showed you other than that hat trick to say that he's taking his career to the next level, that he's stepping up and trying to be a better player? He had the one game, he scored the hat trick, and he was doing everything he needs. He was just, he was driving to the net, creating scoring chances, and it paid off. And again, he's another guy that when he was in the lineup, he's just not playing for whatever reason. It seems like he's not playing his game. He's not doing that game in and game out. He's not the Joel Farabee right now. That Joel Farabee knows his game, knows what he has to do to make things happen, and goes out and does it. Guys like Nolan Patrick, guys like Travis Konechny, 
Lindblom has played well. It hasn't reflected on the score sheet, and he needs to turn that around as well when he comes back. They're missing playmakers like Giroux and Voracek right now. Those guys are at the tops in the, in, on the team in assists, generating chances, generating points. And I'm sick and tired of, peop, of people trying to say that the Flyers, you know, the shot issue to me is a big deal. And I understand the difference between just taking shots and taking quote-unquote quality shots. Look, at this point, with this many people out of your lineup, you just need to get the puck on net one way or another and hope something happens. Get a bounce. Get a rebound. Get a deflection. Hope things start going right for you. Because this is what they're doing of just searching and making the extra pass and gripping the sticks and trying to find the perfect shot is not working out for them. Only scored three goals last night. They got outscored by four. This is just simple math. I'm not I'm not saying anything new. They scored two goals on Thursday against the Rangers. One, you know, it, it they're just not they're not generating enough. There is a thing to be said for quality shots, quality scoring chances. Absolutely. But in my eyes right now, as depleted as you are as a team, you need to just generate shots. The quality ones will come, but you need that puck on net more times than not. And they're just, it's its not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the urgency to really drive the net. They only had 19 shots on goal last night. I mean, what are we talking about here, people? This is a Stanley Cup contender. 19 shots on goal last night on a national stage. Really, that's what we're doing. 22, they were outshot 11 they were outshot by 11 shots on Thursday against the Rangers. Tell me where that's good enough. It's not. Everybody knows it. Quality shots, regular shots, tequila shots, vodka shots, shots of Jack. I don't care what shots they take. They just need to be taking shots. They need more shots on goal. They need this is just this is elementary. Throw out whatever numbers you want. Throw whatever advanced stat you want. I don't give a shit. Just break down the fucking sport for what it is. Break it down to its simple nuts and bolts. Get the puck on the net and good things will happen. They're overthinking it. They're outplaying themselves because they're trying too hard to look for the perfect shot. There is a good... Look, analytics... These advanced stats, they absolutely have a place in this game. They absolutely have a place in sports. Fine. But this is a case, I believe, where it's being overused. It's being overlooked at. And the Flyers and Elaine Vigneault right now just need to simplify what the fuck is going on out there. And maybe to an extent he is because of what because of what he's working with. But my God, when when you don't have your full fleet of players, you have to adjust to what you have to what is at your disposal. This isn't Chip Kelly that thinks my system works and I will just plug in anybody and it'll still work. No, you have to adjust to what the strengths and weaknesses of your current lineup are. Just simplify things. Guys, just go out there, play a simple game, drive the net, get pucks on net. Good things are going to happen. They're at risk right now of going of going 0-3 since coming back from the COVID hiatus. And two, if they lose tomorrow night, if they lose Wednesday night, rather, 
that'll be two games out of three that they've lost to the fucking New York Rangers. They have three. I don't care. And hopefully in the next, you know, by Wednesday, a guy or two comes back. But I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't give a shit about the COVID. I don't care who's out. You're playing the Rangers Wednesday. You have back-to-backs against Buffalo this weekend. You need two of those wins. You need two. I will be pissed if they lose tomorrow night to the Rangers. Excuse me. I'll be pissed if they lose tomorrow night to the Rangers and have lost two of three in a row to the Rangers. That'll be absolutely ridiculous. But fuck it. If I get the back-to-back wins this weekend, then I'm down with it. I'll take it. Because they're right what's going on. They need to start feeling good about themselves. Because right now, I feel like the confidence of the team is at an all-time low. You can't really argue it. Coming off of, you know, you're looking, you're a guy like JVR, and you're looking around the, you're looking around the locker room, and you see guys like Sam Moran dressing, you see guys like Mark Friedman dressing as a forward, and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? You see the top players on your team not able to play. That takes a toll on you. You see you're losing games to the Rangers. You're losing big games on national stages, getting embarrassed by the Bruins, a team that you're supposed to be neck and neck with in the division, and you're just not. They are just head and goddamn shoulders better than you. And I didn't see it that way coming into the season. I thought the Bruins were a good team. I thought they were a team to be reckoned with, but I did not think that there was this much of a gap between the Flyers and the Bruins. I just didn't think so. Carter Hart has let up 22 goals against the Bruins this year. He's let up 18 to all other opponents. That's absurd. That is absurd. That's the team that you're going to see down the road. When you make the playoffs, that's the team you're going to see. If you're a, if you're a Stanley Cup contender, because they are, if you believe that you are, you will see them down the road in the playoffs. And your, your number one goalie... Being that beaten up by them is not good enough. So the next time you play them, maybe you go to Elliott. Again, I'm going to Elliott the next two games. Wednesday against the Rangers, Saturday against the the Sabres. I'm going Elliott both games. Let Hart take a step back, reevaluate, do whatever hell he has to do. Do his mental preparations, his meditating, whatever he does to get right. Let him do it. Because Brian Elliott's a better goalie right now. He came in last night in relief and was solid. And he's been solid all year. He was solid last year. Going into last year, I didn't like the signing because of the injuries and the years prior. But him being the backup, just you know, just being able to relax, not put that toll on his body. Oh my God, he's been awesome. He's been so sharp. Everybody sees it. We all know it. That's the guy the Flyers need to go with right now. That's the guy they need to lean on a little bit more. Carter Hart's still young. This isn't writing off Carter Hart. This isn't saying that Carter, you know, you're not replacing Carter Hart, the future of your franchise, with Brian Elliott. You're just looking at it and saying, well, shit, right now, our backup is playing better than our starter. So let's go with him. Let's ride the hot hand. Let's ride the hand that's not going to put us at a detriment right now. Because that's what Carter Hart's doing. He's hurting them more than he's helping them, and him being him starting right now isn't the best move for the Flyers. The veteran in Brian Elliott will help right the ship a little bit. It'll help kind of steady the boat, if you will. Any other nautical reference you want to throw in there, throw it in. But I believe right now Brian Elliott should start the next two games. I think he's the better option. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he started at least Wednesday, just based on how he played uh, Sunday night. 
So I'm all for it. Again, not turning on Carter Hart. Love Carter Hart. And I don't think the fan base is. I think it's okay to criticize players that you like. I know with the Flyers, that's not often done. And anytime you say anything disparaging or, you know, slightly critical of a fan favorite, oh man, the shitstorm comes. You're not allowed to talk bad about Claude Giroux. You can talk all the shit you want about JVR. Nobody cares about that. Not allowed to talk about Claude Giroux. Can't say that he's been playing bad because then everyone just sort of throws, wants to throw numbers at you over the last 10. Yeah, we know he's been great over his career, but he's not above criticism. Nobody is. Fact of the matter is, there's, you know, there's champions that have, there's players that have won championships in this town that aren't above criticism. Coaches. Coaches get fired after three years after winning championships in this town. But I'm I'm sure we ran them out of town too, right? National media, idiots. Um, Going into this outdoor into this outdoor games this weekend with the NHL. Beautiful backdrops. Like, that's the thing. It was a great idea. We can't have fans. I know the NHL loves, you know, they love their ratings boost with the outdoor games. There's nothing else on, you know, right now on the weekends. It's shitty weather through most of the country. So put a game outdoors, uh, you know, when there's no other, other than the NBA. But I think the goal was going into it, have the games early before, you know, the the NBA games kick off later in the day. That obviously didn't work because they forgot about weather. They forgot, you know, how sun reacts to ice. And that's that's what I'm getting into here. The NHL, once again, just like, they had a good idea. It was a good idea. And they just, you know, it, it was just, it turned, it almost became a disaster on Saturday. They had a they had a delay not even delay they had to postpone or whatever the hell you say they had to suspend that's the word they had to suspend the game against the Avalanche and the Knights because the 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 ice conditions were terrible <clears throat> because of the sun just beating down on the ice because they put they put an ice rink in an open field where there is nothing to block the sun. And I get, you know, I get they were going for the picturesque shots and everything like that. You wanted the great overhead shots of, you know, the field, the trees, the, you know, the lake and the sun and the ice, but they could have had, you know, I get all that. But just thinking logically, there should have been some sort of coverage over the rink so that shit didn't happen. And then the Flyers had to push their game back Sunday and you're, you know, now what you're getting into, you're, you push the game back to where it's, you're playing it at sunset. And now you, now you have an issue where, you know, players can get hurt because they're blinded by the sun that is setting. Goalies aren't going to be able to see things as well. It was a tremendous idea that could have had better execution. I fully understand why those games were not, first of all, because it was on, it was in Nevada. So for the game to start at seven o'clock there, it would have to be 10 o'clock here. They would never do that, obviously. But there could have been a little bit better planning that it went in that went into that. The, the NHL, I believe, is the absolute worst sport, worst organization in sports at promoting themselves and drawing in new viewers. Because here you are, it's Saturday afternoon, you have two good teams in Colorado and Vegas, and you're playing outdoors in this beautiful setting, and then, like, you know, 
Joe Schmo is sitting on his couch with his wife, Jane Schmo. They're like, what the fuck's on? They're scrolling through. They see, oh, what the fuck is this? They're playing outdoors. Oh, that's beautiful. And then halfway through, it's just over because, oh, we'll be back at, at midnight. And they're just like, well, fuck that. Midnight, I'm not going to be out. I'm either going to be out drinking because it's Saturday night or I'm just going to be asleep because it's midnight. So the NHL, good idea on the outdoor game in Tahoe with no fans. Tremendous idea. Poor execution, in my view. Poor execution. And they need to be better. The Flyers need to be better. And, you know, this is these next three games, I believe, for the Flyers are very critical moving forward. Hopefully, in the coming days, players are coming back. But if not, you know, hopefully by Sunday, you would like to think that somebody will be back. One or two guys will be back. But if, if not, then the players on this team... They just have to be better. Mainly Nolan Patrick. Because right now it's a, you know, Kevin Hayes could do more. We need to see more out of the guys that are, that are being, that are in that position. Needs to be Nolan Patrick. He is, I absolutely have a spotlight on him over these next three games because he needs to improve his play drastically for this team to pull themselves out of the rut that they're in while they're in these dire straits of having some of their top players out due to COVID. So I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and predict two wins over the next three, hopefully one against the Rangers. Cause I don't want to have to say on Thursday that the flyers have lost two of three to the New York Rangers. So hopefully one there and you know, one of the back to backs. And again, if it's me, if I'm if I'm setting the lineup, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Brian Elliott over the next two games. Wednesday, Saturday, it's Brian Elliott, and that's that's how I see things. So once again, you get this episode every episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. Go ahead and hit the follow button. It takes two seconds to do. Not even. Just do it. Anywhere you get your podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, just search Getting Bullied, or just search the Hockey Podcast Network, and you'll see podcast from all 31 NHL teams. Follow this show on Twitter at underscore getting bullied. Follow me at Mark Flagman 2 ends. Check out our T public site where there are uh, three what I believe very good t-shirts because I designed them. If you don't like them, fine. Don't buy them. But if you do, buy them. And cannot uh, request this enough, but please, 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 you Apple users, please subscribe, rate, and comment to this podcast. I can't tell you how much it helps if you do that, and I will surely love you forever. We're going to be back on Thursday. When I say we, I mean me and the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Silver will be back on Thursday. Hopefully we are talking about a Flyers win after the game on Wednesday against the Rangers. Until that time, all you lovely Philadelphians and Flyers fans far and wide, enjoy your life. Let's go Flyers.